guys, what's up? Eli back on the podcast again. This time my dad is not sick, but he's here with me right now. Okay, please don't do that. Please stop. <laughs> what you want I thought you were going to do the intro. That was the intro. What do you want me to say? Um, Legacy Farms Coffee 200 on Facebook. Legacy Farms, I think it was 2010. On Legacy Instagram. Farms Coffee 2010 on, on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. And Legacy Farms Coffee on YouTube. You've got to be able to find us somewhere. Yeah, I guess so. Or LegacyFarmsCoffee.com. Uh, that's our website. And I believe we just released two new coffees on the website. Well, I did a blend. <coughs> my my, I kept asking my wife to come up with something. And... Uh, I think she's nervous about putting her name on something. And and a lot of people are that way. A lot of people don't offer me coffee because they think I'm this super coffee snob, and I'm really not. Um, but uh, so I, I've been bringing different coffees in. I, I make that my job to make sure she has coffee in the house. And so uh, for a couple of days, I've been bringing in different coffees. And so finally, she made a comment on one of them. And it was a blend of a little bit of Lempira Peaberry and had uh, honey processed Mar uh, Marciessa and a washed Perinema. And she made a comment that she really liked it. So I, uh, I came up with a name. Uh, her real name is Julia Jo uh, Williams now. And so her last name is spelled J-O. So we're calling it Julia's Joe or something like that. If anybody has a better name, they can pop in and we'll and we'll go with that. But uh, Julia's Cup of Joe or something we might end up going with. I haven't thought about it a lot, but I did bag up some of it tonight, put it on the shelf. So we're going to see. Uh, <clears throat> I really should do a contest to let you guys help us name a few things. Yeah, we could do uh, some kind of like New Year's contest. Winner gets to name like a coffee or something. That'd or Eli. Let's think of a new name for Eli. No, 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 no. Lavar. Yeah. I'm going with Lavar. I think he looks like a Lavar. Uh, what coffee are you drinking? I am drinking currently what is called Julius Joe. It is that one? Okay. Uh, that's the one I've got now. And I brought it into the house with uh, to, to mommy tonight. Uh, in a, it's one of those little jars has a seal on it. But I put a sticker on it, and it's the new sticker I made with the cupping notes, uh, which the cupping notes are pretty basic. It is... Uh, uh, chocolate with caramel uh, caramel notes and uh, a hint of fruit. Those are the cupping notes on it. Sounds uh, pretty good. And that's that's from the the little bit of fruit comes from the uh, Limpira pea berry that I put in because it's a uh, honey it's, process. It's and then uh, both the Perinema and the Marciessa both have uh, caramel and nutty, uh, a little bit of a nutty finish, but. Uh, for you guys that are watching, if you want to jump on and just say that you're online, um, you know, just pop your name on there. If you got a question, shoot it to us. But we do have that new blend that's offered uh, online, and that's the roasted side. Because <clears throat> you guys that roast, you can just buy those coffees, and I'll tell you what the portions are if you want to try it. Uh, the new coffee that we have roasted and I'll probably go ahead and put it online, but it'll be very, very limited. I only have about 50 pounds, maybe, combined of uh, honey, natural, and 
washed. There's three different coffees, but it's a, it's a variety called Sarge Moore. You can just touch that also and hit that X too. So it doesn't do, oh, there you go. Uh-oh, uh not quick enough. All right, sorry guys, we're gonna have to, I think you guys probably left a DVD in the thing. Are we still live? Yeah, we're still live. They can still hear us. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, somebody left a DVD here in the computer. I just got a new computer, or new to me, and uh, we're figuring out some of the, the quirks. But there's a CD in the drive, so it started loading. But, uh, yeah, tell us who you are if you got any questions. But the new coffee is going to be Sargy Moore. Right now, I've got a honey process that's roasted that will be online hopefully tomorrow. But if you guys want to do, just touch it with your finger. Uh, if you guys want to uh, order some of it green, you can let me know. And I can, I'll can i make up some combo packs for the roasters. And I'll get you a pound of the honey, a pound of the wash, and a pound of the natural. Uh, or I can do a little more than that. But if you want to try three coffees. And I've also right now got a Limpira that if you wanted to, we're switching over to lot 15 this week. That's going to be the wash Limpira. So if you wanted to order some lot 15, lot 26, and lot 30, you would get a, a, a Limpira variety in a washed, in a honey, and a natural. Uh, I don't think I have the uh, Ika 2. I've got natural right now, and I'm going to dig out another bag of a different type of natural and start and put that on. So there will be a couple of options there. But I am heading out on the 2nd. I'm going to head to the farm. So I think that's a Tuesday. So Wednesday night, uh, I guess the next Wednesday. Wow, yeah, I'm shipping out. <coughs> the next Wednesday's podcast will be on the back porch, something like that. Uh, it might be dark. But Wednesday, you leave, I think, to the podcast or something. Or, yeah, or uh, if something's going south down there, then uh, Eli will do the podcast. And it might be fun for us to, we might both do one, just do them at different times and see. Uh, you can let us know which one you like best. If you like his better, you won't hurt my feelings. Then I, uh, I'll just watch the podcast and come up with random questions. So, Were you, what, Did you come up with a random question last time I did a podcast? I might have, but I forget what it was. Uh, my wife made brownies. So I'm going to eat brownies and... Watch him. We also do have one big announcement. Hmm. We got an author. <clears throat> this is, uh, we're, uh, I've been piddling with the idea for the last couple of years of writing a book. I, uh, I had Leah in here. She runs the office while I'm gone. She uh, got on word and sort of structured it with chapters and stuff where I can start doing a little more formal writing. And then, uh, my sister-in-law for Christmas gave me a, a, a journal that I've been wanting, a leather one. It's pretty cool. So I've, I've started writing in that. My goal is to have it done by October. I don't think and that, to, and I, I don't know that it would be ready, but if it were. But which, like announced that it's going to come out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it would be something like that. There's, uh, there's Coffee Con. Kevin yeah. Sinnott, he's written a couple of coffee books. He's uh, he does coffee con and he invited us to come up and speak and uh, uh, this last year in October. And so we talked to him about our book and he's also working on the book. But he uh, he said that if we wanted to debut it in October, 
then we could do that in Chicago next year. But uh, he also is going to do a coffee con, I think New York, but I might be wrong. So that would probably be in January or February of 2025. Yeah, 2025. Okay, so. Yeah, if I wrote a book between now and next month, I don't think anybody would read it. But (laughs) uh, so that's sort of my, my goal, a realistic goal, is we're thinking that January, uh, or whenever he does his New York one, that we would try to. Or maybe in Chicago. Something like that. Yeah. If it, I mean, if I had somebody that could help me do a lot of it, I could probably get it done by then. Cause I've got tons of notes. I need to put it together and make sure the commas are in the right place. But uh, it would be a small miracle if I could do a book in 10 months. Uh, but with some of the publishing companies that we've looked at, I mean, it's a digital world. They can print them pretty quick. They just need them days, really, from the finished manuscript. They can print, you know, have some books printed because things like that happen pretty quick. Yeah. So I think we were just going to do a farm update. Yeah, we'll do something like a farm update. But, oh, I do want to say, anybody that's ever visited the farm, the back part of the book, I'm going to give everybody a page or two that – that came to visit the farm. Uh, and so Ben and Brian, I've asked, I've asked Brian, I haven't asked Ben yet. Uh, Connie and Jose, they're both writing a page. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to get up. But if you've ever visited the farm, which that's quite a few people, we're going to let everybody write a page in the book of what their experience was on the farm. So if you haven't been to the farm yet, get in gear. We need to have you out there. We've got some space in uh, middle of February. For, uh, there's a week opening there. Uh, and I think that's about it for harvest. But then uh, June and July, uh, Eli and I will be there for a couple of weeks. I think three to three, three and a half weeks straight, we're going to be there June and July. Uh, it's according to how much of his summer break he wants to give up. But he'll be, uh, he'll be heading towards 14 then. So he'll, uh, he'll be probably ready to fly by himself, I bet. So I might have to, if he takes his trip short, I'll just send him home on the jet plane. But yeah, the farm update. And I haven't had any questions or if I have had them, I didn't see them. So we've been pretty busy this week. So I haven't exactly uh, kept up with my questions. But the farm update is normally this time of year, uh, normally we go up on about the 8th to the 10th because normally they're picking coffee in December. And I looked at last year's papers and it was three to 500. I was just using my regular guys that work on the farm and they were picking 300, 500. The biggest day last year, they picked 700 pounds of coffee. In one day. In one day for about a a 10 to 12 day period. This year, last week is the only one I did the numbers on, but last week they were picking probably an average of 6,000 pounds a day. So it's a, it's a crazy early year. So I'm, I'm getting down there as quick as I can. Um, I was going to look up because in that two week period, Anna said that we picked. Well, I don't see it now. Oh, 29,000 pounds during that two week period. In one week or in two. Yeah. In that one picking. 29,000 pounds. That's, that's a lot. Uh, that's quite a bit, 29,700 pounds. So uh, I'm going to do some math. Somebody 
waving at you? Nope. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 29.7. We do the math constantly to, uh, to try to figure some of these things out. Uh, so it sounds a lot. 29,000 pounds of coffee will actually make 3,600 pounds of roasted coffee. Still a lot of coffee. Still a lot of coffee. Uh, and it's just, uh, that's why I'm sort of a nervous wreck right now because we, uh, I'm normally there during this time. And normally when you're picking that much coffee a day, uh, I would run the machine that I run is a lot more complicated. Uh, but my machine would run that in about an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, the machine that they're running, they're running six and a half hours a day just pulping the coffee uh, because it's a smaller machine. Uh, and it's the one that right now I don't have anybody that knows how to run the bigger one. And so that's been a that's been something we've been working on is is training them a little bit on it. But uh, just little things like last year they were running that small machine. And I'm not trying to beat up on anybody, but both bearings burn up within a day of each other. And, uh, and we pulled the bearing and it's just dry. And so I, I'm like, have you not been greasing it? And he's like, no, you had the grease gun locked up in the shed. And so, because I didn't bring it to him, he just quit, quit greasing it. So he'd been running it for like two weeks and never greased it. And so no bearings burn up here in the States. That wouldn't be a big problem. In Honduras, we had to get the machine, load it in a truck, and take it to the uh, maestro, they call him. Uh, and he took the machine apart, and then I had to drive to town and get the parts and bring them back. So it, it was a six-hour process <clears throat> of changing two bearings. And it was all for nothing, you know. And so it's a, it's a big, big pain in the butt. Just luckily, it happened the last day of picking uh, for that section of, I mean, for that time. And so it wasn't, you know, wasn't the end of the world. And we usually make things work out the best we can, but it's still, it was something that, that happened needless versus this other machine that we have. You grease it every day. It's a high speed deep pulper. So it's rolling, you know, 5,000 pounds uh, an hour. That's quite a bit of coffee. If a rock the size of the end of your finger were to go through it, which they do put rocks in there, oranges, bananas, bananas are sort of fun to watch because they'll actually eventually pass through the machine. And once that banana hits, it just shoots the banana everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, that one's that, and it doesn't hurt anything. The oranges, though, uh, oranges are so big, they just bounce and bounce and bounce. <laughs> and then finally. You, you sort of time it, and when it bounces up, you grab it because you don't want to put your fingers in that machine. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the uh, the rock, you're talking a minimum of, of being down at least two days, and and 400 plus dollars is what it would cost to, to get it all going. So it's, uh, you know, it's a huge, huge thing. And, and there we found some bags. Some of the kids think that it's funny, I guess, that throw some rocks in there. But we've had some bags where we find a couple rocks and then we'll send that guy home. Never. He's never going to come back. But if you were to visit the farm, that's the time to visit is during harvest. Uh, 16, 18 hour days, very little sleep. The weather is the weather is pretty bad 
the majority of the time and uh, you're moving constantly. <clears throat> I get about a one hour window in the middle of the day to where I can sit and sort of not do a whole lot. Uh, so that's when I would get a meal and just sort of sit down. And then I try to go over all the things that I forgot to do that day and try to coordinate a few things. But uh, I'm pulling up the cameras right now to sort of see what the weather is. Just, uh, just curious. But January, late December, January is our winter. Uh, yeah, like right now, it's a little bit foggy outside, but it's not too bad. It uh, looks like they've got coffee on the patio. And, uh, but we take our coffee um, to a place called Yano. It is the most unusual place that I've ever been. Not, no, not really. Uh, it's just very unusual. I'm in some strange places. <laughs> but uh, you, it's, a, it's eight hours as, they, as the crow flies, as they say. But it uh, takes about, if you're loaded, you can get there in 45 minutes. Uh, you drive slower when you're unloaded because those big trucks just bounce like crazy. So it's a minimum 45 minute drive to get there and you cover eight miles. And uh, it's, it's really low. You go down about 2,500 feet while in that eight mile drive, uh, but it's always warm there or it's always warmer than what it is where we're at. So we haul our coffee out to that little farm we've got rented. And then they, uh, uh, we have Pedro staying. So right now Pedro is staying did somebody ask a question or was that you? No. It's okay. Uh, Pedro just lives out there from now till probably the first week of March. He'll be out there. So he'll send me a text because I go out at least once a day. And he'll send me a text saying that, you know, pick him up, you know, a bag of, you know, uncooked rice, beans, corn, um, just different staple foods. He loves sardines, so I bring him sardines. He loves sardines? Yeah, because that's sort of a delicacy. Really loves the Lipton Cup of Soup, <laughs> the lackeys or whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, those are fun. <clears throat> but he likes those, and so we'll bring him some of those and bring him a Pepsi. Uh, he sleeps in his little hammock and uh, enjoys it out there. Uh, we gave him that job because he had a really bad hernia, and with socialized medicine, they wouldn't work on it until it got worse. So uh, <clears throat> uh, for two years, we've tried to make up the easiest jobs possible because he's a really good picker. So we're having to up his pay this year because he could be picking. And instead of picking, he's he's helping us uh, guard. And he's a really good guard, takes really good care of the coffee. But like anybody else, it was a learning curve. He's ruined a little coffee because he he didn't know some of the questions to ask. But Anna's been training them how to, on how to run the, uh, uh, the moisture tester. Uh-oh, Bill's on, so that's trouble. Oh, yeah, this will be the last last podcast yeah. in 2023. <laughs> is it, though? It is. I did Taekwondo, and we did some Jiu-Jitsu tonight. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say it online. I don't do, I don't, let's just say I don't drink coffee the days I do Taekwondo and martial arts. So this morning at six, I had like a small cup of coffee. And so now Taekwondo and all is over, then, uh, then I'll drink me some coffee. 
and then tomorrow morning I'll have a little bit because we have a uh, uh, we have class, a couple of classes tomorrow night, Taekwondo, our niece. But, and, and then Friday, Eli and I are doing a quick road trip, 36-hour trip. We're going to be driving 21 hours of that 36. We're going to go to the uh, our place in Tennessee. I've still got my old office building there. We're going to go there and just sort of check on things, uh, pick out a few things and bring back with us. That's where we've been storing all our stuff. But I'm leaving on Tuesday. So Tuesday afternoon, I'll be, hopefully, God willing, I'll be in uh, at the farm by five o'clock. I've got my uh, my driver, which is Anna's husband's going to pick me up. Oh. Yeah, the break, he drives really slow. And so he'll- At least uh, he's not like the preacher. The preacher drives incredibly fast. I, I love you to death, Joe Mar, but oh my gosh, you drive fast. <laughs> and so I will never drive with him again. I still love you, Joe Mar, but never going to ride in your car again. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, he's not there, is he? What is it? Bill asked a question. Very well. Oh, coming through Colombia? No, not this time. We just go, uh, we fly over Belize and the, from Houston and then straight into Honduras. I guess we may ease over part of uh, Guatemala or something. But, uh, I, I had a chance to go to Colombia one time, but I didn't uh, uh, I didn't do it. I wish I had. But I'll be there. The, uh, they finished picking coffee uh, yesterday afternoon. And so Anna came up with a total, uh, Bill might not have seen it, uh, 29,700 pounds from this last picking. Uh, and I think I said 2,300. That would work out to be yeah, uh, 3,000. About 3,000 pounds roasted is how much that would make. Uh, or 3,600. 3,600 pounds roasted, I think. Columbia, Missouri. Oh, no, we go, uh, we go through the, uh, we go into Joplin. We go into Joplin and then Springfield, then Sykeston, Missouri, and then we go straight south towards Memphis and we cross the river in Missouri at uh, Dyersburg, Tennessee. And that's my office is right by there. But I used to go through Columbia. I forgot about Columbia to be able to near Columbia. Yeah, I thought so. Because <laughs> okay. I thought you meant the trip. Because you live in Mobley, I think is what it is, if I remember. But no, I, I definitely need to. Need to head that way sooner rather than later, but so hopefully the idea. Uh, well, we got to go. We're probably we're hoping to deliver some coffee in uh, Oklahoma. So the more than likely, we're going to go to Oklahoma and then go into Arkansas and then we'll pass into Memphis, Tennessee, and then drive over to the office from there. All right. Now, Nashville would be like another probably two and a half hours, maybe, from where we're going to be at. You just keep going east into Nashville on I-40. But uh, no, I had a, uh, I'm from Alamo, Tennessee. And so my office is still there. And we still, when we moved to Honduras some nine years ago, uh, we stored all of our stuff in my office. And so it's still there. So I'm going to um, pick up. Uh, you mean the bank? Yeah, at the bank building. Yeah. My dad, right before, about the year before he passed, he bought the old bank building and remodeled it. And then when he passed, I took over his business and uh, I ran my shooting range and shooting school out of that office building uh, for a couple of years until we uh, just got a wild hair and moved to Honduras. So 
Uh, and Bill, earlier I was talking about my book. So uh, you need to get on down to the farm so you can write out. Everybody that comes to the farm is going to get to write a page in the book or going to have to write a page in the book. So you need to get down there. And uh, you can tell your daughter that maybe next week Eli will be doing the podcast by himself. Hmm. And so, uh, and then let me know, uh, you guys let me know. There's a couple of you watching. If, uh, if Tuesday night might be a better night to do the podcast, because we're going to be three months. Eli is going to be with me until March the 13th. We could just. Uh... We could start doing it on a different night because we, we didn't do it Tuesday or Thursday because we had martial arts. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Yeah. And so, so we what uh, it, we can just uh, once you get to the farm, set up like six or seven o'clock. Uh, we'll change it from Wednesday because a lot of the yeah. a lot of the guys are at church. That's why we did it so late on Wednesday. Yeah, so let's just do it a little early on Tuesday. You do it from the back porch. Or... Yeah, we'll do something like that because the back porch one's my favorite one. Yeah, I'll just do it from out here. Yeah, and uh, Eli is going to be uh, about 12 days behind me. No, two weeks. I leave on the 2nd, and he leaves on the 16th. But then Eli is going to be there with me after everybody else leaves. Mom leaves last uh, February the 28th. And so we're definitely going to have a podcast on February the 28th <laughs> because we're going to have a blowout party. Uh, we have $100 uh, for a rice bean tortilla and fireworks party that we're going to be doing and so hey becca i just sent i sent you guys two packages i had to split it up because i had to go get some uh the marciessa i didn't have in stock so i've i've got that coming to you today and i think i mailed the other one yesterday or the day before mm. maybe it was yesterday hey yeah got a question no but i forgot to i forgot to do that uh I'm going to write it down right now, though, now because I was going to order a couple of them. I was going to send back one. Uh, I ordered two new sealers. I didn't like one of them, so I was going to send it back and spend the money on that. And uh, and I forgot. I forgot so to send it back. <laughs> I forgot to send it back. So, yeah, I need to order that. So as you can see, we don't have a script. Those just happen to be in front of us. It's a random piece of paper. It works out pretty good if I'm not too organized. <laughs> and so, uh, but I'm hoping to get there. Uh, they finished picking coffee yesterday. Uh, Anna said everything was pretty green. And so we're going to wait until the, the 15th will be the next one. Uh, 15th will be the next uh, time we start picking. I think that's right. Generally, we wait two weeks between pickings. And so it'll take probably between now and the 10th of January to get everything dried, just according to what the weather is. So I'm going to look at dates. But yeah, it'll be somewhere around, yeah, the 8th would be the earliest that we would start picking. But I'm hoping that it goes until the 15th. Yeah, the 15th is my ideal date to start picking. And, and that will be where they're picking, hopefully, anywhere from eight to 12,000 pounds a day. And then a question that somebody asked, asked when I mentioned that number, uh, it is basically 
8.25 pounds of coffee in the cherry will make one pound of roasted coffee. Those are just rough numbers. Uh, so it's, it's pretty close though, but your Mario Hipe's are really big beans. Uh, so those numbers are off and your Catuí, your Bourbons, your Marciessa are smaller beans. And so, but a rough, a rough number is 8.25 pounds of coffee in the cherry to make one pound of roasted coffee. So uh, when I say we pick 29,700 pounds of coffee, uh, that's not a quarter million dollars worth of coffee. That's more like $4,500 worth of coffee. So, uh, and I, I don't even want to add up what it costs to pick it. We're having to pay crazy <laughs> amounts of money to pick it right now. So the, uh, the pickers are gone. They're actually probably closer to me now than they, than they were a couple months. They're probably, a lot of them are coming to the States is what the, the funny joke was supposed to be. <laughs> Didn't really and work we're, out we're well. struggling to find workers. And so we've had to up the pay uh, quite a bit from what we used to pay. Well, you need to come to Honduras for your birthday, Becca. That'd be a birthday, a good birthday present. You can leave the old man at home. You and my wife can go shopping at the mall, a market, and y'all just have a big time. Yeah. Eli and I are in charge of taking people out to eat. That's that's what we do best. Specialty. Yep, that is our specialty. But when when groups come, I think I've got a group from Tennessee and I got a group from Oregon coming in July. Uh, and the uh, Oregon group, the, the guys have already been there once on like a, an investigation trip or something. And those guys love to Which eat. Which guy? Uh, the ones with you and Jonathan the one day? Yeah, yeah. And those guys love to eat. Uh, we, we hit the open market and man, they went crazy buying vegetables. And uh, so we had some great home cooking. And there are some like weird vegetables and fruits too. Yeah, there said. are some crazy stuff down there that uh, I've never seen before. But then we did that in the day, and then at night, uh, we hit a different restaurant every night, and I love doing that. Cause, that is fun. Um, if I go to a restaurant by myself, it's hard to spend $20. It would be really hard to do, even with dessert and a drink. and yeah, it's uh, The food there is just really, like the, I think the tacos are a dollar each, and it's just really affordable. But uh, I, I enjoy going out to eat if I have somebody. And I love it when people visit the farm, when new people visit. That so, really just gives us an excuse to go out and eat. It does. It does. Then we have to, you know. Uh, but we enjoy doing that. I enjoy showing new people uh, everything about the farm. But for people like Becca and Bill and uh, those are all two names to see up there now, you guys roast coffee. It would be... Uh, that's just like a coffee roaster, a coffee lover's dream is to get to uh, see the entire process. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, we might even let you pick some coffee. Oh, yeah. Like Ben and Brian, coffee. they came out for eight or nine days and it was pretty sad how it ended up. But uh, they picked uh, they they had tried our coffee before and uh, they were buying a lot of Anna's coffee. But he absolutely loved the yellow bourbon that we have on the farm. And I don't generally sell that online. <clears throat> and so uh, they said, can we go, can we pick some of that and take it back with us? And I said, yeah. So they went out there. I mean, they picked a lot of coffee. Um, 
it turned out to be about 55 to 60 pounds of green coffee That's is what they good. picked. So yeah, they did. They did really good. But it didn't, not going to have time to dry right. A lot of times we'll fast dry coffee, but you wouldn't want to fast dry a coffee like that. And so I said, well, I'll dry it. I'll ship it in and then I'll send it to you. So that's what we did, except for there's a new policy with the health, uh, health department, uh, post office. If a package breaks open now, they just they don't patch it and send it the rest of the way. They just throw it away. And I so there was a 50 pound box of coffee that, of yellow bourbon that Ben and Brian had picked on the farm uh, and the post office just threw it away. Uh, and so it was it was sick then. And then I had to send them another 50 pounds, which that year we only produced like 120, 130 pounds of coffee. Oh. So we didn't have much, hardly anything to sell. And so, yeah, I, I hate that because uh, even the insurance, it was insured for something, but nothing compared to what that coffee and it cupped 89.25. That was the best coffee we've ever had on the farm. Wait, really? Yeah. That was the best coffee. Yeah, that's the, that's the best cup in score. It's even better than it probably wouldn't have been better than our Mario Hipe this year. That would that one fourth place. In case I haven't mentioned it recently, we won yeah. fourth place in the Marcala Coffee Fest. In case he hasn't mentioned it enough. And first place sold for about forty five bucks a pound. Just just you know in case. And I how much did ours sell it for? Twenty two. Oh okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I wouldn't sell it though. Oh okay. yeah yeah. Uh, I think I just sent, I gave some to Colton. I gave him like eight pounds of it the other day. We went to his, we were on his podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I gave him some to try. Um, and uh, hey, uh, are you ever going to enter like the, ro wasn't there like a roasting side of that? There is. I didn't realize that, but there's also a roasted side. Would you ever enter it? I might. It would be a lot of trouble for us because <clears throat> in Honduras, I don't know if you can see, we have a little hucky. I don't think you can really see it back there. <clears throat> it's behind my big head. But uh, we have a hucky 500T. <clears throat> I have the same one here as I do uh, in the lab in Honduras. So if we entered it, we would have to roast like, I think you have to have five pounds. So I'd take, what, eight or nine roasts to get that much. And, and I tend to, uh, it's got a higher capacity, but I tend to roast 12 ounces in get 10.3 out. That's my target. And so if I were to roast, uh, the max is 16 on that machine. So if I were to roast, I don't think I'd go up to the 16. I think I would stay where I was more comfortable. And uh, no, probably it's more like big roasters are using in that competition. Yeah, we've started putting more and more shipping tape on our, on our boxes. And so uh, Becca was saying they had one that was ripped. It's uh, it's just cra crazy. <laughs> uh, how, what is your roast capacity? Uh, Bill, you've got the 800. And I don't know, Becca, what do you guys roast on? But I, I love my little hucky. It was the hardest thing to learn to roast on, but I, I enjoy it now. But uh I don't think I've roasted on this one in a couple of months. I'm familiar enough with my coffee that I, uh, I'll put the Bourbon and the Marojipe, I'll put them now in the big roaster. Where I used to, I wouldn't. I was afraid that I'd mess it up and, uh, and accidentally, you know, my minimum batch is 15 on the, on the big machine. And so if I, I would roast, somebody ordered two or three pounds of the Bourbon, 
uh, it'd take me two hours to roast it. Uh, but I would rather do that than take a chance. So 300 grams, that's like 12 ounces, isn't it? 11 minutes total roast. Yeah. I'm up to my, so when I up my size to 25 pounds, I'm more at like 14 minutes. But if I keep it at 20 pounds, 21 pounds, I'm, I'm still at 11 and a half. Yeah, ours holds one pound too. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to, uh, that's okay. You're going to leave us? Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah, he's got a, some people want to try for eight hours sleep. Yes, I do. Right. All right. Well, I think we might still watch a movie if we get in a decent hour. Yeah. So we don't have anything so. to do tomorrow. That's thanks, true. buddy, for coming All out. Right. Close it. All right, thanks, guys. All right, have a good one. See you guys. But I'm excited about going to the farm, and uh, we've got some people coming out uh, a couple different times this year uh, during harvest. That's going to be fun. Uh, we're uh, hoping next year we're going to revamp some of the equipment. I'm trying to get a laser selector. Uh, currently, we're doing everything by hand, and, and I enjoy doing it that way. I personally don't do it by hand, but uh, the... Uh, I think you get the best quality, but the laser selector will kick out a, a lot of different beans and it'll go a lot faster. And we need, need another revenue stream on the farm because I'm wanting to open up that dental clinic probably in May through June, some, sometime that, that time frame. Yeah, Bill's looking at a bigger roaster. It is nice to have a, a little bit bigger one, especially, uh, Bill's working on some specific blends and stuff. I have the advantage of having, I can't, right now we're, we're doing enough business now where these buckets that you see right there, they all hold about 18 pounds. So according to what the variety, variety is, uh, I roast according to that. So, uh, and I actually have some 33 gallon garbage cans that we, uh, we keep the Lempira washed and the Lempira honey. I do that much. So tomorrow uh, I'm servicing the equipment now, but tomorrow I'll roast. So I'll roast 150 pounds of washed and 150 pounds of honey. But then I'll do uh, a 20 pound batch of the natural because we don't sell that much, but we do use it in two blends. So we're at the point now where I keep the Bourbon, Perinema, Marciessa. I keep all those, you know, at least 15 pounds of them. So when I, I have some downtime, I'll play with a few blends and, uh, you know, I, I've got that advantage where I, I have some co uh, enough coffee that I can really play. And I think we have three or four blends right now. We have the Julius Joe, Eli Mountain, Espresso Blend, Breakfast Blend, uh, so at least four blends. That's all I can think of right now. And then I, I, I standardly, I, I keep a uh, Canal Wash Lempira Dark and a Red Honey Lempira Dark. Those are my only two darks. Oh, and we do an Eli, Eli Mountain Dark. We do that also. But, uh, and then we have Caramel Rum Crunch, Rum Popo, Jamaica Me Crazy, uh, Salted Caramel, uh, Southern Pecan, and I don't know if I said rum popo or not, but
but we keep those in flavored coffees. Uh, we sell enough of those that I keep, you know, pretty much full buckets of those. So if I ever mess up a roast, even if it's good, I messed up a Bourbon one day and had to flavor it. It was just really dark. And then as soon as I, as soon as it cooled down, I tasted it and I'm like, oh, it's just ruined everything in it. So I just flavored it because Jamaica me crazy is going to taste like Jamaica me crazy, no matter what roast le level it is. I really don't think that the roast level or the quality of the coffee affect it once you flavor it, I think. Uh, and Bill, I think, I don't know if Becca, if you guys do any flavoring, but uh, Bill has been playing with some flavors. I don't know what all he's got right now, but I, uh, and I've ordered a few other things. I've got caramel, mint, uh, candy apple or something like that, French vanilla, uh, amarella or amaretta or something like that. Um, and then I've got a milk chocolate. I've got a hazelnut. Those are some that I, that I'm playing with for a blend. I, uh, I do a holiday blend once a year. And so I use some of them. And then I, uh, in the wintertime, I do a mocha mint. Uh, those sell okay during the, during the holidays. But my problem this year is the lowest cupping coffee we had this year was an 82.5. And so you, even a coffee like that, that's still, you know, specialty grade coffee. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't really drink the flavored ones. Oh, pumpkin spice. Good gravy. If you didn't have pumpkin spice, they'd be protesting out in front of your building. I, I don't know how many hundreds of pounds. I think we hit 500 pounds this year of pumpkin spice, how much we sold. Uh, somebody's asking a question, but I'll get to you offline. Doesn't have anything to do with coffee. <laughs> but uh, so it's just... Uh, the, the market bears that, you know, when I first started asking questions on that big roasters forum, there's like 20 something thousand people on it. I got a real, a lot of really snotty remarks uh, because, uh, you know, they're like, well, we don't do that. And we don't do coffee less than 86 points or 88 points or something like that. Uh, I don't have that much money. And uh I've got, I've got regular old people that buy our coffee. You know, I've got a lot of people that want something, you know, really specific uh, and they're great customers, but the majority of the people that buy my roasted coffee are, are regular old people that, that want a good coffee that they can depend on the, to be clean, not have chemicals in it, to be ethically sourced. Uh, they like watching the, us take care of the workers and things like that. Um, that's what they want. That's what they care about. And so I think even my coffee's bad every once in a while, they, they'll keep ordering. You know, I had a guy leave me an awful review the other day, but he says, you know, I like what they do and I'm going to give them a try in another year and see if they can get it together. And I'm like, well, you know, it'd have been great if you had sent me that uh, a message before you slammed me on social media. But it's awesome that he said he was going to give me a chance to get it, get my act together or whatever over the next year and maybe maybe make it a little bit better. Uh, <clears throat> some of you guys just to hit in the comments, you know, who you are, where you're from. And I'll uh, and if anybody has a website or something like that, you guys, you know, I'll give you a shout out for sure.
But uh, yeah, any way we can ever help any of you guys, uh, let me know. The uh, that's sort of the goal. We like to grow with our goal has always been that we wanted to grow with our customers. So that's uh, that's what we've been trying, and, and we're doing that somewhat with Bill. You know, Bill. Uh, I'm trying to help any way I can. I've got advice. I don't know whether it's good or bad. Yeah, uh, just what Becca said. I don't know if you guys can see the comments or not. But yeah, I mean, definitely if I was in Wichita or Kansas City, uh, it would definitely be a game changer for me. I would definitely be probably if I were in Kansas City, I'd probably first thing I do is take a couple extra roasting classes uh, and I would put more uh, electronics on my machine. I've got an artisan machine. I think that that probably limits me somewhat. Uh, what I really need to do is I, I, none of my workers, uh, I've got three part-time people that they're brothers and sisters. Um, and so they're, they're going to rotate in and, and just do whatever needs to be done to help us through our, uh, uh, you know, our time in Honduras. But other than Julia and I, nobody in the family drinks coffee. Jonathan Roast, my son, he's 18, um, but he's got two basic profiles he works with, and he does uh, Limpira Honey and Limpira Washed. He started doing some natural because those are the three components I need to make a lot of our coffees with. I think that covers four of our – that'll cover six coffees, including the blends. And so uh, – you know, as long as he can roast those three well and consistent, uh, when we run out of the Bourbon, Perinema, uh, Marciessa, we'll just be out till I can get back because those are more particular on the coffee. If you get them, if you get the Perinema washed very dark at all, you lose a lot. But the next thing we're looking for is uh, is to try to find somebody that's more of a coffee nut. And, and I thought I found one and I hired her part time and she didn't show up the first day. And so, uh, you know, that's sort of disappointing after a couple of meetings with her and a lot of hours talking and going over stuff. And then she didn't show up the first day. So uh, it, it's been difficult. Next year, our goal is to uh, is to move to the other side of our property here. Here we're on the country road. But if you go to the other side, we're on Highway 81. And uh, there's quite a bit of traffic. It links two pretty decent sized little towns together or cities together. So it's got a lot of traffic on it uh, where we have maybe 50 cars a day go by. And we maybe average about two customers a day that walk through the door. Uh, the majority of our stuff's online. Uh, we're, we're talking about going to that main road. And when we do that, it's going to up our game. Uh, and I think to the point where we'll probably go ahead and put in uh, a minimal minimalist kind of a coffee shop. I don't think I'll have the money to buy like a big espresso machine. I've got my little Italian job over here, but it's just a single boiler, single head. Uh, you know, it's not going to be for super, you know, commercial stuff. So we're going to find the good coffees that we want. Uh-oh. Yeah, Bill's Bill's really old. He has to go to bed early. So uh, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, Becca's in a whole other time zone, man. Uh, but thanks for jumping on, Bill. Tell your tell your daughter next week Eli's going to do the show, so she's going to have to come up with some kids' questions for him. 
some tough kids questions. But uh, the uh, I sort of lost my train of thought. But the long and the short of it, this is the last one of the year, I think. Uh, unless we do something, we might do a New Year's Eve one, but I'm not sure yet. It's according to what's going on. But uh, we're gonna we're sort of outgrowing the, sh the the building we're in. This where I'm sitting right now is a 70 year old garage. It was a detached garage. The house we live in is 123 years old this year. Um, so this is the 70 year old detached garage. So it never had doors put on it. So I had two walk through, had yeah, two walk through doors and two drive through doors on the building. So we blocked up the the walk through doors and blocked up the drive through doors, and then I installed one walk through door. But I think the building is twenty four by twenty eight, uh, and so we insulated it, sheetrocked it, did all the health department stuff, um, and so got it all up to code. But it is it is pretty small when you when you start thinking about everything that we have in here. Uh, it's when we do a fundraiser or get a big order in, uh, we're just walking all over each other. So everybody has their little station. Uh, we are going to start, we're going to try to bring in another container of coffee, somebody else's coffee next year. Uh, so that's going to be a sort of, an, uh, I've got some people that want to, that have talked to me about doing some investing in coffee. So I'm going to uh, get a couple people together and we're going to go in and buy a container next year. Uh, ship it in, you know, along with my container of coffee. It's going to give us the option to have a lot of different varieties next year that we didn't have this year. But everybody's going to have to kick in, you know, a big chunk of money because we're talking about buying, you know, 25, 30,000 pounds of coffee, probably 20 or 25,000 pounds of coffee. So it's going to be 70 to $80,000 investment. And then once we bring it here, it'll, you know, it'll take six months to sell it all i would imagine uh like i brought in 200 bags uh and we've had a pretty good year so right now i think i did an inventory today i've got 95 full bags in the container and so we've had two roasters that haven't reordered since the container got here in july so um or maybe even three so there'll be another 20 25 bags that go out over the next three months so the, the goal for us is to sell more roasted coffee, less green coffee, so that our profit is going to be where we can run the farm and do all the things we want to do. Uh, my passion is opening up that dental clinic. So that's that's something that's driving me to make a little bit more money um, and do something I, I probably hadn't, I probably have said that I wouldn't do, and that's buy coffee from a mill and resell it. We haven't had any luck finding farmers that want to go in together and do that. So my only option is we're just going to buy coffee straight from the mill. My buddy Herbert's going to help us and we will get a really good price on the coffee because I can buy it from him cheaper than I can grow it because he buys it at a loss from the farmers. So uh, we'll be bringing in probably I'm, I'm hoping for 10. My goal is 10 different varieties other than what I have. So that might be attainable, maybe not. I'm not sure, but that's our goal: is to uh, is to find. It'll all be Hunter and coffee. It will be from a couple regions because he has a family member that owns a, a mill in Copan. So, uh, and I know some people in the uh, Don Lee, El, uh, I think it's El Parisio region. So we're going to have three different regions of coffee of Honduras that we're going to get to pick a few things from, and then. Uh, 
we'll process it at our place. And so we'll, um, we just do the best we can with the quality side of it. And then we'll have it cupped and see, uh, the beauty of everything we buy from Herbert is it will be, uh, we'll actually have to buy the cherry from El Paricio and they'll bring it to us that day. And then we'll process it during the night to keep that quality where we want it. The other two, they have processing facilities and it'll be processed. Well, it'll be from known customers that they have that they've got previous cupping, uh, cuppings on. And so we're going to buy that coffee and uh, hopefully uh, be able to like this year, I think Bill bought, 150, 180 pounds of coffee. Uh, and for the size machine he has, that's a lot of coffee. Um, but the goal would be as Bill grows, as Becca grows, as some of these other guys grow that have these one pound machines, Bill's does 12 ounces. As they grow, we'll grow. Because I've been looking for, Bill's only five hours for me. So I've been looking for a good grinder for Bill. Uh, he found one for where he wants to be. He's wanting to move up to a five or six pound roaster. He's going to have to have two grinders and uh, you just, you just have to have a commercial grinder like right here. I don't know if you can see it, but I am. If you can see that one wall, those are all the stickers. So I'll, uh, each one of the coffees we sell, we have stickers for. So there's probably about 22 different options of coffee. So when the, when it comes in, we have our bag stamped. I stamp them by hand. And then we put a sticker on according to what variety. So we basically have four different bags. And then I have a bank of seven different grinders. So going from your left to right, uh, it's a bun grinder. That's only for flavored coffee. The next one is also a bun grinder. They're a, they're a pair. It's for dark roast. The third one is a GH3 bun. And it is just for decaf. And then it's these Malcatones or something. I can't think of the name. It's a German grinder. They're both GH2s, but uh, they're both for specialty coffee because unflavored specialty coffee, uh, medium roast. So that's all we use those for. And the other two are EK43s. Those are awesome grinders. They'll grind 30 pounds in nine minutes to a perfect grind of each other. You can put them side by side. But the gold one is for um, specialty grade coffee and the black one is for flavored coffee. Because when we do fundraisers, uh, more than half the coffee on fundraisers are, uh, are uh, flavored. I think the just the order we got on the last fundraiser was 200 pounds of uh, 260 pounds of Jamaica Me Crazy and it's 100 and something pounds of uh, Caramel Rum Crunch. And then it was mocha mint was on there. Uh, and so there's a lot during the holidays they'll order, you know, that way. Uh, the pumpkin ranch here, I think they sold 250 12 ounce bags of just a pumpkin spice. So uh, you definitely need to, need to do, uh, you know, as you grow, you need to be watching the grinders. And I don't buy any of them new. I buy them all, you know, as we go. But that's just something that, uh, and I, I've got a big customer that sells 120, 130,000 pounds of roasted coffee. He buys 25 to 30 bags of my coffee every year. Uh, and so I get to buy some of his used stuff. You know, I buy his old buckets, uh, grinders, just uh, a lot of different things. And I trade, co I trade coffee when I do that. 
I very seldom like buy things outright. The two EK43s I bought and uh, they were bought as non-working grinders and I just got them going. Uh, I also have a grinder that was made in 1940 I've been working on. And so I'm going to have it, if I buy me, get me a new place built, then I'm going to do that. Um, Becca and them are up in California. And so their regulations are a lot stricter than ours are. So when I get for me to, to change locations, it's not really going to be that big of an undertaking to get your health department, all that. They, they really work with us out here and really easy going. Uh, so far they have been, we've been doing roasted coffee for a little over three years and we've never had any trouble with the health department. We've gotten a hundred both times on our inspection or a plus, I think is what they, they rate it. So we've, we've been blessed with that, but we're actually going to take three 40 foot shipping containers, put them together and, uh, and build a big front porch on the front of one and build a really high pitched roof. And then we're going to make an upstairs to where we can store, store bags, boxes, you know, things like that, extra grinders. I'm always looking for extra grinders. Uh, this is the first time in a couple of years that I haven't had an extra one. Um, you know, sitting and waiting for the day that one of these is down. Because right now I've got two of those seven grinders I'm not using because they need to be clean, recalibrated. So I'll just pull, then I can just easily pull them offline. I still got grinders to keep going. But we did a big fundraiser for an elementary school and they ordered 854 pounds of coffee. The majority of that was probably 80% of it was ground. Um, and then they ordered 3,000 and something K-cups. Of course, all of that's ground. And so that it took me 10 days to fill that order. Uh, between the time I'm roasting, uh, grinding, packing, and all that stuff. So that was, a, that was a huge, huge order. I missed a lot of uh, sleep. It doesn't sound like I'm catching up on it. But the first of the year, we're going to be a lot more organized. I, I really am begging you guys to send me in anything that you think that we need to bring up as subjects, even if it's touchy subjects. Pretty much the one subject I don't talk about, or the two probably, is kids working in the farm. Uh, but I'm willing to talk about that somewhat. And I don't talk about pay uh, because the pay is just a very controversial, controversial subject. And... Uh, uh, I got beat up one time from a guy who owns a family farm in Hawaii. And he said, well, the problem is people like you won't pay $15 an hour so they can have a fair wage. Uh, and so it's very complicated, you know, how the pay goes and things like that. Um, instead of paying more, we do more. And so, and I'm not beating up on anybody, but if you've never had anybody in the history of your family that's ever had any money, then you've got very little financial advice. You've got very few people you can look to for financial advice. And, and we do pay a lot more than a lot of the farms, but it's, we've, we've had to go through a lot of things. Uh, I have this little class I go, do, it's just called, it's called wants and needs. Uh, there's a lot of things and even us, even grown grownups, uh, we, a lot of times we get confused and we get in financial debt because there's things we confuse our wants and our needs. You know, I don't need a jet ski and a boat and a four wheeler and, uh, you know, but I might want those things. Uh, but they, they would all like to have a motorcycle and a TV and a big stereo in their house and all these things. But what they really need 
is because I'm in the coffee business and they are associated with me, they have an opportunity to grow coffee and export it to the United States. So what they need is to buy land. And if we can get them to buy land, then every year I have at least two to 4,000 plants that I don't use. And so this year, I think we planted 25,000 plants. So we gave away about 6,000 plants. Uh, and so if they can find the land, my bank that I have on the farm can help them finance it. And then we can give them plants. And then I buy uh, fertilizer in bulk so I can get them a better price on their fertilizer and I can sell it to them on credit with no interest. So, you know, those are things that we learned real quick. And let's say I pay the guy 50% more than he's ever made in his life, but he needs a $1,500 roof on his house. It's still going to take him a year or two to save up that much money. And so rather than worry about the pay, pay thing, let's just go put a roof on the guy's house. And then problem solved. And so that's where you guys come in because I've got a group coming up in July uh, and they're going to do two roofs. I haven't found the roof yet, but I can I promise you I can find a roof that leaks in Honduras. And so when they come up, they wanted to do something, you know, some service projects. And so that's what they're going to do. We'll do vacation Bible school and whatever piece of land we're doing a roof on. The guys are going to do a roof. The girls are going to do vacation Bible school and the older women are going to make Kool-Aid and peanut butter sandwiches. I'll have a couple of preachers come down and they'll sing. One of them will separate the group and start singing. Um, and the other will be ministering to the adults. And, uh, and there'll be kids VBS and they'll have fun games. We have tons of games and things like that. So those are the way, what I've learned uh, from being there. Uh, this year is the June of 2023, marked 25 years that I've been doing mission trips in Honduras. Uh, didn't realize it'd been that long until I started thinking about it one day. But so we don't talk a lot about how much they actually make per day, because if you look at Santos, Bahidio, Anna, what they make per day is very small portion of what they what they make per year you know just the they just have to keep coming to work from loyalty to me but already just with the coffee anna grows and sells in the states uh, it would not affect her life at all whether she worked for me or not you know that part of the pay but she also makes 800 dollars a year uh just her 15 percent commission on the coffee of my coffee that she sells in honduras she gets 15% of all that. Um, then she makes, uh, this year she had 16 bags of coffee, which is what, 20, roughly a little shy of 2,400 pounds of green coffee. So she's looking at clearing probably $10,000 this year, which normally uh, a woman in the country would make around eight to $900 a year. That's what they would make. So, yeah, Anna's, Anna's life has changed quite a bit. Her husband's going to be driving to pick me up at the airport in a truck that he bought and paid for. It is paid for. Uh, it's not new, but it's, it's nice. And, uh, and so he comes and he's going to come get me at the airport in his little Toyota. Uh, and he is, he's as proud of that Toyota as you are any of your new cars that you guys are driving right now. Uh, but... Uh, we feel like, you know, the idea was to make lives better. And the whole idea of legacy farms coffee was we're going to leave a legacy behind when I'm gone. Uh, and the main idea is not just to, 
to teach the man, to give the man a fish, to teach the man to fish and teach them where to buy the license and the best ponds to go to. And Anna knows who buys their coffee and she knows the exporting process. She's met the people that I have met that help us move the coffee. She is their liaison. So if I die tomorrow, she can continue exporting coffee. Uh, she can continue selling to her customers. And, and that's somebody that Becca needs to get with is Anna and have her start selling uh, some of Anna's coffee. That's uh, we need to get some of those samples over to you, Becca, and, uh, and let you try some of her coffee and, uh, and get you guys connected. Cause I definitely want to get you to interview Anna uh, within the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think you guys have a great time. Uh, I, uh, I think there's got to be a way that we could get the, Google translator or whatever the translator is to translate what you guys are saying into English as y'all do the interview. And that would just be an amazing, amazing thing. And, and I'd love to do two of them because if you want to start picking up some Vano's coffee and you'd be buying it directly from her. Uh, and I think having the, the woman woman, you know, is definitely a, a plus for you and it definitely would help Anna out. But, uh, you know, having uh, do a interview that you want to use because you do some really, really good social marketing, uh, social media stuff. I love watching your social media. Uh, and so I think you could do some pretty cool things, you know, just for your side of the web, you know, your website when you get a website up, but even your Instagram stuff. And uh, I forget what I see you on Instagram or Facebook, but I, uh, when your videos pop up, they're always really great videos. So I think that, uh, you could do something really amazing with an interview with Anna if we could just get it translated in English somehow. Or even if you need a translator there, we just do the whole thing in English. You know, uh, I've interviewed Anna before and I just give her a list of my questions and I give her 20 or 30 minutes to look over it and think about what her answers are going to be. And then when we get in there, it helps. Uh, it helps us, you know, it makes her a little less nervous because she's she's a pretty shy person. But I've drug her to enough meetings and drug her all over Honduras with me. Uh, and so I think that uh, she's definitely come out of her shell quite a bit. But. Yeah, I can't wait to see your website. I, I wish you lived closer to me. Uh, I, I would have you over here helping me. Some of the things I struggle with. But. Uh, yeah, when we started our website, we did it with Weebly. It was pretty simple and pretty basic, and I loved it. Uh, and now my wife does all the website stuff. And uh, we just, uh, we're getting ready. Uh, some of our time, she's coming up the 16th of January, and she's going to start uh, work, uh, making a lot of changes on the website. Uh, there's a couple certain groups of people that have struggled with being able to navigate the website and find out all the things. So I want to. Uh, I'm going to look over some websites in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, oh, this is John. Uh, I want to uh, look over some other websites and see how they're set up and see if we can't change ours to make it a little more fluid for, uh, for some of the people. Cause I've got a, I've got a list of people on the wall that they just gave me all their credit card information and they just send me an email and say, order me this, this, and this. And, uh, you know, we're happy to do that, but it's, it's more complicated. Um, because there's so much security on credit cards now that it's uh, it's getting more and more difficult for us to do that for them. But no, definitely we're going to work on our website. I want to get I need to get more structured on how I do the uh, the podcast as well. 
and we've got a um, we've got a social media group uh, that's going to start working with her uh, wor- working with us. Uh, I'm going to wait and start uh, probably mid to the end of January because while I'm in Honduras, if if it were to really take off, you know, and, and I, I would be in a mess being down there and not having a full time roaster here that that sort of knows how to do what I do. Uh, the heirloom peri- perinema is online now, I thought. It should be P5M or something like that. Uh, yeah, the Johnny's Java one. Yeah, there's a there's a, uh, a P. Yeah, I th- there's two perinemas on right now. Uh, if you will, uh, send me a PM and I'll, uh, when I'm done, and I'll, uh, I'll let you know which ones, but there, there should be two of them online. I don't see my list anywhere handy. Currently on the green side, there's the I2N. I think you guys just got some of that. Uh, John, is that right? I think you ordered lot 12 and you said replace it with uh, the natural Ica too. Uh, and also John, the one that says Johnny's Java, uh, the lot on that is J5M. I, I should mark that different. Uh, that is a perinema red honey, but it says that in the description. So Johnny's Java is lot J5M. It's a red honey perinema. And I thought there was another perinema online. Yes, there's a lot P3M. Oh, P3M is the one that's uh, honey, dulce de leche, and grapefruit. If it's not online, let me know because that's that's one. And there's a P4M. That's the heirloom perinema. The, all the perinemas are heirloom because there's only one lot of perinema. And so there it is an heirloom. And that means that we can trace it back three generations. And that's what I was told. Uh, which one do you not see on there? Lot P4M, P3M, or J5M. Yeah, let me know in the uh, let me know tonight or in the morning, John. Send me a send me a thing and I'll, uh, I'm getting ready to leave on Tuesday. I'll put you a box together tomorrow and I'll send you some coffee and I'll let you try those. Cause I think the, I think the P3M, I think that's, that's like an 88. And somebody did ask why we didn't put scores on it. It, it just gets very complicated for people. Uh, they don't understand that 83 is actually a good coffee where if you made an 83 in school, that wouldn't be that great of a grade. My parents would have been proud, but I made an A one time. My dad gave me a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> that was the only time that ever happened. The P3M is not on there. All right, let me look at that again and see which one says the Dulce. Cause it was Dulce de Leche and grapefruit. Uh, yeah, 
That's going to be P3M. If it's not a lot of trouble, send me a, a PM or however you guys uh, usually contact me. Uh, and I'll, I'll get some in the mail. And uh, All right. And let me make a note. I'll uh, when we get offline, I'll look up the website and see what I'll see the green stuff that's on there. Uh, I was out of town a little bit last week, so if we ran low of a bag, I don't make my wife go out and drag 150 pounds. So she probably just pulled it off the website because that's what she's supposed to do is just pull it off the website. But maybe I missed her note to me to tell me to to bring in another bag because I've got plenty of perinema. Uh, I think I've got like seven bags of perinema and I know I've got four bags of Marciessa. I've got 17 bags of natural. I don't know if y'all do much with the natural. Um, and if the EK2 is something you're going to want long-term, let me know. And I'll pull that offline here in the next couple of weeks uh, so that you've got enough to last you through the year. If you ever have something, and this goes for any of you guys watching, not just Beck and John, if you guys have something that your customers are really like and uh, you need to let me know and, and I won't let it sell out uh, because the Ica 2, I'm looking at the only bag and I've probably got 70 pounds of it. So if it's something you're, you think you buy a couple pounds a month, we're looking at having coffee here in six or six more months. The coffee will be here. So, you know, I'll make sure that I'll just go ahead and pull that one offline. Because I don't think the EK2 is online anyway, because I, I like it. And so I don't know that the EK2 is online. I may just have stickers because I'm, I think that you guys are the only ones that are buying it right now. So, uh, and then I'll try to remember that, uh, you know, if the weather is good, then we'll, uh, we'll process a little bit more of the EK2. The EK2 is a more tardy, I mean, more, uh, a later crop. And so um, that's why I like it because the later in the year, the weather turns better. This last year we had really great weather in February. And so I dried literally a ton of natural last year versus the year before we did zero. Uh, just didn't do any natural. So the Ica two really cupped well. I think, I think that had the mango in it. I think I'm not sure what the, no, cocoa and ripe fruit. Oh, the M2N, the Marciessa, is the one that had the mango in it, and it sold out like crazy. Um, it was lot M2N, and it is Marciessa, the second picking natural. And uh, it sold out like the first week or two that we had it. Uh, as a matter of fact, on one of the podcasts I mentioned, we were going, we were low, and two of the people said, well, I'll, I'll order some in the morning. But somebody that was watching ordered it right then and bought it all out. All right, we, I'll make sure that I, uh, uh, well, we probably just, with them more than 60 pounds, we probably just won't put it online. And uh, and we'll work out something. And, and I'm fine for you just to keep replacing it with the, uh, uh, the 12 or something. It's fine with me. Uh, just make a note. And, uh, and I've... Uh, the, the new guys that are working, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty good at looking at the notes. They haven't made any mistakes yet. Well, guys, I've got to get up at five because I had the bright idea to take the machine apart today. And uh, so I'm going to get up at five and try to put it back together. And uh, 
get it rolling. It was making a vibration the other day that sounded pretty crazy. So I haven't figured out what's making it do that yet. So I'm going to grease everything and uh, tighten some of the chains and belts and see if we can make it uh, roar less. But because uh, all of a sudden it got quiet and uh, and I noticed in the firebox that there was a bolt. So whatever bolt fell out, we're going to have to find where that came from, put it back together and start roasting. I got to roast a, a couple pounds of coffee tomorrow. But I probably will do something. Uh, we're probably going to change the nights. So you guys let me know if there's a night that's better for you. I, I'd love to have uh, like a lot of the small roasters. us all get on screen and just talk, talk roasting coffee one night. So let me know if there's a night that's better for you and a time. And remind me that, you know, when you say a time, remind me what time zone you're in. And we'll, uh, so I've got a guy from Alaska that's wanting to be on. And I've got a young guy from, I think he's in California, that he's wanting to start a coffee trader. So uh, I'm going to have him on uh, here pretty soon. And if anybody has kids, Eli is wanting to sort of start doing a, a kid's coffee. And especially if the kids drink coffee or something like that, or if they help you roast. I know Bill's daughter helps him roast. And so uh, she's she's come on a couple of times. I think she's 12 or 13. And so, uh, yeah, if you have some kids, but if you, you know, if you've got anybody that'd be interested in watching the podcast, uh, shoot it to them, let them know. And we're, uh, we're going to try to keep doing one every week, but for the next couple of months, we might change so that it's a little bit earlier in the day, or if Saturdays or Sundays work best, just let us know. All right. Thursday or Friday. And both those are pretty easy nights for us. Uh, on the farm, it's just you never sort of know. But with Eli being able to, to do the podcast now, that helps me. So if I haven't gotten back to the uh, uh, farm yet, a lot of times I don't get back till 10 or 11 some nights. Uh, then Eli will just do it, and you guys can torture him with questions and try to embarrass him like I do. Uh, but anyway, thanks, guys, for being on tonight, and thanks for the questions. I always, uh, always have a great time on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it too. And it will be uh, – It'll be replayed on Instagram, Legacy Farms Coffee on Facebook, uh, Legacy Farms Coffee 200 on YouTube. So if you have any more questions for next week, shoot them. John, get in touch with me in the morning. Uh, I get up at five. So I think that's seven y'all's time. Uh, God bless you guys. Uh, have a great week. Uh, and I hope you guys have a great New Year's if we don't see you before between now and then. Uh, good night, everybody. Thanks.